Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. It's the Raspberry Tea Pod Chat, ladies. And I've got a feeling my dogs are going to bark through this one. I do apologise. I have a house full of teenagers upstairs who are starting to move around. Um, Yes, so today's topic is one from our gorgeous Claire, and it's how making a small change to something that might be very simple that you do every single day in work can help and create an impact. So Claire, would you like to lead in? Yeah, I can. It's something that it, it popped up last week, actually. I was doing a, a co-working day off-site with somebody else that I know through business, Jane. She's lovely. We've never done any work together before. We've met several times at different networking. We've always got on. We said, do you fancy having a co-working day? So that's where it came from. So throughout the day, we were chatting backwards and forwards, having little bits and pieces of information about things. She went, oh, I'll send you, I'll send you that on email. When I got Jane's email, I was like, whoa, I needed some sunglasses. Because Jane's logo is a red rose. Origins in Lancashire. So it's very red and it's got a bit of green on it. So she was rightly so using her brand colours in her email signature, which was very simple, just a text one. So her name, her title, the business name, contact details, all sorts of things. But she'd done it. A red line, a green line, a red line, a green line, a red line, a green line. And it made it really difficult to read because red and green, when they're both bright, are very difficult colours to see together because your brain will always try and read red first, but you're also logically trying to read down in order. Have I not somewhere heard in my childhood red and green should never be seen? Never be seen. I was just about to say the same thing. They yeah. do say that, but as I explained to Jane, it's about balance. So you can use them. I said, if you were going to change things dramatically, I would suggest you made the green a lot darker, like a British racing green. And then your red is the bright, the green is the darker. That would balance it better. But she didn't want to change anything. So I said, right, let's, we can do something little that might make a big difference. Let me show you. So I went around, sat next to her and I said, right, Explain what I've just said to you about the clash of the colours and how your brain reads red and how it's hard to read going, chopping and changing lines. So if we shuffle it around a little bit, so we put who you are, what it is you do, as in you're a, a well-being coach, things like that, and your business name. The next line down, we then say the aim of the business. And then we have your contact details. So there'll be three lines, three lines, three lines. It'll look more organised and be easier to read. Said we'll keep majority of it in green because it's a darker colour, it's easier to read. But then we'll make the highlights in red. So like the telephone bit, the web bit, the email bit. So it's pulling your eye down to the contact details when you want to do something. I said, and you've got a line there that it's about helping you and your health and well-being. I said, the person receiving the email is concerned about them because we all are. So if you make the you and your red as well, the bit that's important to the receiver will also stand out. So there was a little change to the email. And when she sat back and looked at it, she went, I love it. I get exactly what you mean. I said, there you go. That's took five minutes. Obviously, it's what I do for a living. I know about colours and how they work. And there's a lot of years of training and background gone into a few minutes there. But Jane implementing that little change 
in termi email has helped her portray herself and her business in a much better way and anybody receiving an email from her will be able to read the information which is important much better without going oh god i need i need some sunglasses or i can't read it properly so do you know what seeing you post about that on social media i've written on my business development list of things to do check your email signature <laughs> but lots of lots of businesses send emails out and we're all guilty of it in places. I mean, I, I use Apple iPhone, so I send emails from Outlook on my iPhone and I send them from my desktop. Now, it really bugs the life out of me that I can't get my logo on my phone one. I'm a branding person. That's really bad. I should sort that out List on my to-do list of things. But it, it made me think about what small changes you can make either to your business or help somebody else to make that might make a big difference. And I thought there's got to be loads more of these things. Oh, so that's, that's, that's throw it out there. Think. That has made me think, Claire, you saying about getting your emails on your phone. There was a post this morning, wasn't there, in one of our groups about accessing emails when you're out of office. Mm. Yeah, and somebody's I, going on holiday and what said people still have, use their emails on the phone and on holiday. So when would you access your emails? This could be a small change that that people make in terms of processing and, you know, getting access to bits and pieces while they are out of the office. How important is it that you could access your emails whilst you're out and about? It is very important to me because I, I like to be accessible to my customers, even if it's just a response to say, I've got your email. I'm at the office in a minute. I'll come back to you later. If I can do that whilst I'm in between meetings or I'm not out and about because I like to let people know that I've got the information and that I'll come back to them. That's the way I operate. But I also use my out of office. So I was going out last Friday night. I was finishing early afternoon. I put my out of office on from Friday right through till Monday morning so that anybody knew that I wasn't going to answer them. And then that's right to Monday morning. You should put it on till Tuesday like me. We can't answer your emails today. I start work at eight o'clock, so that's two hours before we start doing this podcast. But nobody has to know that. Very true. And you, I love the way you use your out of office. I think it's a it's an example to us all. Maybe that's go on. Go on then. Make. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Tess. If I, well, for, for example, today's Monday. We're we're recording podcasts, and then I've got a meeting afterwards. Tomorrow, I've got four or five Zoom calls throughout the day. Yeah, there's no point in people somebody emailing me today expecting an automatic response, a quick response, because they're not going to get one. So I've put an out of office on that I put on last Friday tea time. That says I've got very limited access to my emails until Wednesday. I'll try and respond in that time, but I might not be able to. Yeah, because it's about managing people's expectations. Mm-hmm. I cannot guarantee that I'm going to reply to somebody quickly today or tomorrow, we, actually. It, it, the same when it, it just took me back then to in the corporate world. When I was in Lombard, we used to, if you'd had your two weeks holiday, what were the chances on your first day back of answering any meaty emails that came in on that Monday? They were very, oh. very limited, weren't they? So we were almost encouraged to set you out of office until the Tuesday, to give yourself the Monday to get back into your routine. Now, I'm not saying go ahead and do it. If if you need to just 
double check it with your line managers, please do. Um, but, you know, if you are running your own business, as Claire said, it is all about setting the expectations of anybody who is going to be contacting you. Yeah. So I see both sides to that because I'm a bit of a, I did used to respond to every single email and, and the last few years in Lombard, my emails went down massively compared to how they used to be, but I could be getting anywhere up to 60, 70, 80 emails a day at one point. Mm. And oh my God, did it used to do my head in. Um, so my out of office was quite often on as it is at this moment, I haven't got an out of office that I need. I don't need to use it at the moment because there's very limited time that I don't have access. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the difference between, and it, and it would frustrate me as well to know that you've got your entire logo and all your business proposition on the bottom, well, not your business proposition, your business details on the bottom of your desktop email, but not your phone. But then there are times as well that you wouldn't necessarily want to put all the detail so if you're going backward and forwards in an email chain, you wouldn't want all of your logo and everything at the bottom of it, would you? From a branding perspective. Yeah, I would, because when I've gone to find contact details, for example, when I've been dealing with someone and I've gone to the last email that they sent me and it's just got, thanks, Jane. Like, well, I need your number. I've had to go down and down and down and down and down to find one with a signature on it to find the number. So for, for me, as a... A customer when I want to contact somebody having those details on the bottom of everything makes it easy for me to find it if I want it but equally I get your perspective there does it need to have the logo on every time because it might the only thing difference is it's not in the colors it's not typeset it's just plain text it still says my name it still says the business name it's still got the details on it but obviously because I do branding it's very important to me that those things are right and they're on it, mm. it might not be as important to the person receiving the email. Oh, that's a whole different podcast for another day. Anyway, <laughs> okay, you you had a second example of something you've changed that's made a massive difference. Yeah, so I run my own business. There's just me. Yes, I have a VA and I work with somebody else. So there's other people in and around, but day to day in the office is just me. And a change in the browser that I use for my internet I do have to be on social media channels for work and for responding to messages and things like that. But I was finding that I got, you get, go on social media for one thing, answer a message, comment on something you've been tagged in, you get dragged down a rabbit hole. How much time was I wasting? So in the new browser that I've swapped to, I've made things tabbed and you have, I now have to go into a new tab, into a folder, down to the social media channel. I've made it harder for myself to go, oh, I'll just go and have a look at that. So for me, that small change has stopped me wasting time or the temptation to waste time. And I've got probably quite a few, quite a few hours back a week. Can I ask a question about that then? Go on. Because what would be to stop you? And, and, and purely because I don't really understand, because I'm not technical at all, you know that. What would be to stop you clicking on new tab and typing facebook.com? I don't do that. I, I use bookmarks. I, I've got all the websites that I visit regularly for work or research or resources are all bookmarked and folded and tabbed. But, but I very rarely type in. But there'd be nothing to stop you. No, there wouldn't, but that's, that's not the habit that I have. So by that small change in my habit, for me, might help some other people. 
Yeah, there are. Um, we know people who actually use social media blockers. Yep. Somewhere. So you can actually. I don't know. I don't know anything about them, but I know people use them where you can set. Um, particularly if you're out and about and you're using your phone or your tablet all the time, um, you can put a blocker on there that will only allow you to access any social media sites between certain hours, which I think is quite a good idea if you do lose a lot of time on social media. So. To open the question out a little bit then, so maybe you guys have got a few more examples, rather than it being something that you've changed, is there something that you see as being very simple that you do that might be something somebody else could change that makes life easier for them? One thing I would say is, obviously with Raspberry Flamingo, we're writing. And so you write something for a client, you've got to send it to them for their comment. We were, well, I particularly was drowning in emails and versions of documents. We're very fortunate in that 90% of the time, the clients don't ask for any revisions on the work at all because we know our clients well enough and their style. But when you're doing a new project with a new client, obviously there are tweaks. And I would, literally I was drowning in emails. Mm. So we implemented some very, very economically cheap software called same page which allows us to um, create a client portal which that client can only see their work so all our clients are on it but each individual client can only see their own work and that enables them to have 24-hour access on any device there's a chat function in every document so you can actually message one another and tag one another so they can look at them out of our hours we can pick up the tag next day or if we're sat and we're not bothered we'll do it there and then um joe sees everything i see everything so it enables us to just keep an eye if i'm off or joe's off so for me that one piece of software has cut my inbox down by na- over 90 percent. it wow. was unbelievable wasn't it when you first brought it in it, yeah. it took a little time to get used to it but crikey we'd be lost without it now wouldn't yeah. we yeah yeah I mean, and, and you, it literally is under £10 a month to run this software for all our clients. And it has like the Trello board function within it, which yep. we use for everything, for work yep. on the way, you know. Mind maps, through. you can upload videos, images, documents. You can call people through it. You can video call people through it. It's just amazing. You can private message. You can tag people in documents. It's brilliant. And when Claire says that we are sort of 24-7 or it gives 24-7 access, we don't have 24-7 access to uh, our clients don't have it to us because we do get messages at like 10 past midnight, 10 past two in the morning, half past three in the morning. Poor clients can't sleep because they're thinking about their piece of work that we're doing for them. We're absolutely quite cool with it. (laughs) We'll look at it when we come into the office the next morning. But actually, how simple is that? Because... Mm. Quite a lot of our clients are tradespeople, aren't they? So they are not able to access it during our working hours. Mm-hmm. They make any changes, any tweaks, any comments, requests, or whatever, and then we get to it in our working hours, and it's done within two days. You know, we've, we've also got a lot of um, like mums with their own businesses, haven't we? Oh. And, and they obviously want to look at things when the kids have gone to bed, yeah. finished bit work, the kids have gone to bed. We, our, our clients look at things for different reasons at different times, I'm sure they do. Um, you know, I'm working on another project with a web developer and HR consultant, 
oh, the messages come through at the most ridiculous times on that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 everybody works to their own schedule. You know, like Claire said, she starts work at eight o'clock in the morning. She doesn't always. I'll just point that out. No, today I did. But, but normally on a Monday, if she'd been away on the weekend, she wouldn't be working at eight o'clock in the morning. But anyway, I'll just, you know, I'll leave that with you. Oh, no, um, it's 10 o'clock on those days. <laughs> now, but on, on podcast day, because we are recording our podcasts in one day, so we can then schedule them over the month, I start a little bit earlier, so I get a chance to do a little bit of my admin and invoicing and work stuff, and then I can record all day, because usually when we're, when we're done doing this, we're all a bit wiped out, just gassing all day, to be fair. We all find it a little bit tough when we We do. Um, but yeah, that's a little insight into how we do these things. So I do change my working day slightly on these days. So speaking of, and, and speaking of changes and how we block our day out for today, for instance, how about calendar blocking, time blocking, schedule things in? Default diary is the yes. you're looking for. Default diary, but it used to be the rocks. It used to be the rock in your diary. And come hell or high water, you did not change a one-to-one. If you had a one-to-one with somebody, you did not change that at work. Um, so how do people deal with that? Because I've actually just, I've put my um, coaching links through Calendly. And I've literally just done that this morning. I've started blocking time out, um, not only for the client calls anyway, but obviously writing with Claire, I need some time when I've got my creative hat on or when I think I'm going to have my creative hat on. So I need to block that time out as well. Um, mm-hmm. In a week or so's time, I'm actually taking a couple of days out and um, may well take the rest of the week off. I don't know yet, but Claire, I'll let you know about that. Um, because I'm house and doggy sitting for my old dogs. So I am going to need some time out. They're different to, you know, being at their house, being with them is different to being here at home. So how do people cope with that? Do you have your default diary? I think that's a conversation we had only the other day. Is it not Claire Taylor? It is. I've I fought against having a default (laughs) diary forever. I've fought it because I, I like to let life happen to an extent. I don't like to plan. Um, things very strictly but but I do have days in the diary and I always have to sample podcast recording day once a month Claire and I have business development day once a month um, and things like that more recently personal things in the house in the family have required me to do certain journeys on certain days to transport people to places so I've got to that into my diary because I can't have meetings and and things like that on those days. Joe and I had a um, a raspberry flamingo day the other day, didn't we, Joe? When did. Joe actually came across our sofa for the first time in oh my god, it feels like forever. <laughs> um, the one thing we decided was we were never going to achieve the goals of raspberry flamingo if we didn't put some time aside. We were making baby steps in progress but we wanted to ramp them up a little bit um and so i have actually now set my diary up so i have two half days blocked out for business development now i put them in i think i put them in on a wednesday and a friday morning 
every week and I've just left, left it going on forever as mm-hmm. I do with these things. But then as, thing, as other things have come up, I've gone, okay, not going to be able to do that on Wednesday that week, so I'll move that to that day, that half day, whatever it is. So I'm not, I'm not taking them out of the diary ever. However, they are flexible. So is that the same as a default diary? Not really, because a default diary is if it's in, then you do it then no matter what. Yeah. I personally couldn't live like that. I, I could not live like that. I have to have flexibility. Um, so my whilst I will never remove those two half days, like we've moved podcast days for one reason or another mm-hmm. in the past, We've never done away with one. We've never missed a month. In fact, I think we've only ever moved one in just over a year, isn't it? It's long. Is it not longer than that now? Well, it's well over a year. It's 82 months now. We've published 80 episodes. So that's eight weeks. One a week, yeah. So, yeah, so all in favour of blocking your time out, I don't write creatively at my best in the morning. So I try and keep afternoons free for client work, mornings for meetings and admin and things like that. Just about knowing yourself, I think, and doing it in whatever way is right for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. I that, Actually, thinking about it, that's you could call that a small change that I made because I've been trying and trying and trying for two and a half years to get a default diary because I know the benefits of it. But like you, Claire... I have to have some flexibility in it. So I've got a half flexibility. So my diary shell, if you like, Mondays are generally left free because two of the month are blocked out for podcast and business development. So the other two are kind of floating days where I'll either do some business development or record some videos or do something like that. Tuesday, all day morning block and afternoon block. So I've not gone very granular on it. I've left it big blocks. So Tuesday morning, lunch break, Tuesday afternoon, client work. That can include a client meeting. Wednesday morning, client work can include a client meeting. Wednesday afternoon is my time free for one-to-ones, meetings, people you meet through networking, like that. Wednesday afternoon is always left free for that. First come, first serve fills that up. Thursday, same as Tuesday, morning, afternoon work blocks, client meetings, and then Friday I generally leave quite loose. I might do business development, big block. I might have a meeting. I might have networking. I might be finishing early because I, I can, things like that. So generally my week's racked up like that, but the client work days finish at four o'clock. So I've still got about an hour, hour and a half meeting slot. So I do have some quite late on afternoon meetings because I work better in the morning. So I try and get my brain, clever, smart work done early and then chatting to people and more relaxed than in an afternoon. And that's been working really well for me now for probably about four or five months. I've found the balance between working on the business and working in it. But going back to something you picked up on and all three of us do it, we all use Calendly now. Yes. And now I've thought this again because I... I used to get emails from somebody who wanted a one-to-one with me that like, just went, here's my calendar link. And it felt so cold and unfriendly. Yeah. And I was just like, why would I want to build a relationship with somebody who can't even be bothered to type a proper message to me? So I did a little poll 
and one of the social media business groups were in and everybody told me I was being stupid writing it so I set it up and I always I include it now when somebody wants them on one but I say here's my link my calendar if you can't find a suitable slot because slots are only available Tuesday and Thursdays through that please let me know and we'll arrange something else mm-hmm. if you hate these links because I used to please just get in touch and we'll arrange this the old-fashioned way now I think that presents a much better light than if you want to want to one here's my link oh Claire that is that is just you You've you've got to do it in a way that suits you. I mean, I've had a yeah. I've had a LinkedIn message this morning from a guy that's in the same network as I'm in, and he's in his his message was love to have a virtual coffee with you sometime question mark. So I replied, sure, uh, uh, I'd love to have a brew with you. Here's my booking link because mine's my booking link's called Book a Brew. So I've termed the meeting in a friendly fashion and I never just send a link. I'll always wrap it with a little bit of, sure, let's have a meeting. Here's my link. If you hadn't met him, would you still have done that in that way? Because to me, you see, that's too cold to me. Well, for one, this is a guy. So first message, hi, we're both members of group. Love to connect. I put... Hi, Russell. Love to connect. Love to have a brew. So it's been a very shorthand okay. LinkedIn messenger conversation. Now, I think in that sense, you've got to respond to whoever you're speaking with. Mm-hmm. You can only only obviously start it in the way that you work with. Now, I send my booking link and I usually start it with, to save any faffing, to in and fro, and here's my booking link. Is there something suitable there? Usually works. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work and they go, oh, I can't make any of those dates. All right, yeah, no problem. I can fit you in on a Friday or a Monday. Do they suit? Because I've got flexi days. But depends. I'm I'm quite strict with myself because we're we're all taught in business that time is very important. You can never get time back. You yeah. can always make money. So I I try to be more structured, but not completely rigid. So if some I meet somebody at networking, they're a great person. I'd love to talk to them, and it's a one-to-one, and it's just for networking's sake, and you never know where a conversation might lead you. Great, I'll fit you in Wednesday afternoons. If it's a conversation we've started having where there might be some collaboration, or there might be a project coming up, or it's something that's a little bit more might lead to some work sooner, either for me or for them, then that's a higher priority. So I will bend more things to fit that one in sooner. One thing I dislike about people who use Calendly, when they have it fixed for the month, you're getting towards the end of the month and you can't make make any Mm. of their slots. It's happened to me two or three times with people on LinkedIn that I've met at networking and they've contacted me through LinkedIn. They've said, "Um, yeah, book a slot in my buyer. I've, I've gone on to it. Can't make any of those dates. They've not got next month available. Why would somebody do that? I, I mean, I my calendar is open. It's well, open. I, I don't get why somebody would limit it to that one month. No. Because one, one person was somebody who wanted to sell me something. He said, it won't be me, it'll be my whatever this underling person to him was. I can't remember what the title was, but it was sort of his mm-hmm. junior. I think it might have even been his son or something. I can't, I can't 
this is how bad it is. Because I couldn't find a slot, they were supposed to come back to me and tell me when the next months were available, and they never have. That's lost because I can't actually remember who it was. Yeah, you've switched off by that point, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Whereas somebody I met on a networking a week ago, she messaged me through LinkedIn and hers was just for this month. And I went back to her and said, I just can't make any of those dates you've got available for the rest of the month. I can do these dates in September. So we put something in that way. So for those of you that don't know about Calendly, but might want to use it as a calendar link, and for me in my simpleton head, um, is, you know where you say you only put a month out at a time, is that in the section where you say they can book, make these bookings until yeah. however long it is? So if I say 60 days, yeah. you've got two months worth. Yeah. So you can yeah. change that accordingly. Yeah, I just have it open. I and I was going to say, I think mine's exactly the same. It might yeah. set at 60 days because actually if they're booking in a coaching session, then I don't want it to go beyond that time. Yeah. Well, but, that's the thing, isn't it? You've, if, if somebody can't find the date they want, you've lost them. You've lost absolutely. that opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, Calendar, and there are lots of other apps out there very similar to Calendly. Yeah, I, take, I use Calendar Hero. I don't use Calendly. You can take payment through it. Yeah. You know, so I have some, and Claire, I know you have some, and Joe, you with your coaching, will do exactly the same. You can book a slot to, to have a Zoom call with you and pay for it through yeah. Calendly. So it can, it can automatically add them to your email marketing list. Yeah, so I've got mine set up depending which, whether it be the power hour, whether it be a discovery call, whether it be a, an actual one-to-one -one coaching session. Then I've got it set up to Stripe because that's my, again, yeah. other payment methods are available. Um, we're not affiliated with any of these. So, you know, they are just open. That's that's what we use um, because they work for us. And I think, yeah. again, as much as a lot of what we talk about is things that work for us but our suggestions that could make small changes big changes could make a big big difference to you mm. yeah absolutely and I think you know there are lots of tiny little changes you can make to your daily routine or to what the software you use or whatever you know it just makes life easier automation at the end oh, of the day God, yeah you know is amazing just that's, that's my next, hours my next but big step is you have, have to have that sort of brain and I've not so I would get help if I needed automation Claire has that sort of brain and helps an awful lot um but so Claire yeah. helps Claire then I go to Claire then I'll help the next person that comes along in the chair yeah. <laughs> pass it on don't we so what we're saying is small changes can make a lot of difference Claire yes that's right. So they might be in the process, in the way you do things. You might have picked up one of the tips from the, the examples we've said today about me changing my browser or having a, a shell of a default diary because a default diary for me is too structured. I like it to be more higher level. It's not very granularizing this hour, that hour. I have mornings, afternoon blocks, and then I plan what work I'm doing in those blocks. Yeah. It might be blocking your browser or muting the sound on a browser it might be 
filing your paperwork in a different way or changing your email signature. There's lots of small things that you can do in your daily working or business life that might make a big difference to you. So have a think about it. If you can think of any, anything that you do that's like a, a time hack or something that you've done, please share it. Drop us a comment on the Facebook page. We'd yeah. love to know what you've done and what benefit it's been. And then obviously other people might also be able to benefit from that tip. And we do love to hear from you. And in the meantime, we're going to go and take our 15 minute break slot that's in our default diaries. <laughs> if only pod chat recording day were like that. But let's go and enjoy a brew, ladies. It's time for a brew. Bye. Bye.